I am so excited. Like I'm really excited. <laughs> this is I don't know. I don't. How, I don't know how to tell y'all this, but uh, this is my first porn store. <laughs> He's so excited. Welcome to another episode of Parents After Midnight. I'm Jared Dam. I'm here with two beautiful guests. Um, but I let Amari do the guest introductions because um, she, she's... You're with one guest. I'm your co-host. What are you talking well, you're, about? You're, you're, you're a guest. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've been drinking. So, He's for, he forgets. He forgets. I told you I was cold excited cold. and nervous. I'm, just, I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm like, I'm, with, I'm literally with royalty right now. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. So true. I'm here with my co-host, Amari. <laughs> And we have a very special guest. So Amari normally does the introductions, but even though this one I kind of want to do, but go ahead, Amari. <laughs> well, this and then this episode, we have the beautiful ja- Jessany Jasmine, who I am so happy that I know, thanks to my sister. <laughs> so glad that I was able to have you cross my path. Mm-hmm. So here's Jessany Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to speak with you again, Amari. Yes. And to speak and meet with you on this forum, Jared. I, you know, I'm excited. I mean, I, you know, I I literally uh, am a, a fan of yours. And I, and my, my friends literally say that a lot, laugh at me when I say I'm a fan, because I say that to a lot of my podcast guests. But I talk to talk to people that inspire me. And you, yeah. you like, it, you, you do everything. Like, adult film star director uh playboy centerfold like psychotherapist Mm -hmm. professional speaker i mean can you tell me this first question what is it that you Mm -hmm. don't do well like (laughs) things i don't want to do there you go Mm -hmm. i like that i gotta tell you (laughs) when i told him that i was gonna have you on on mom's no expert he was like wait Mm -hmm. who and I was like, Jessany Jasmine, he's like, oh, my God, hold on. What? And he got so excited and then he got so bad. And I was like, I'm sorry. He's like, how do you how what? And I was like, do you know her? He's like, oh, I know her. And I was like, well, I know her now. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> right. was- yes. Yes. We had a good chat. too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that chat is available on all podcasting platforms. <laughs> Mom's yes. no expert. You know, I, I got you, girl. I shameless got you. plug. I got you. I got you. <laughs> the king of the shameless plug is in the building. <laughs> yes. All right. So, Jasmine, we normally have we normally have a few segments. It's in the same vein of that that text that you get at midnight when you when you're a single parent, you just kind of looking at what you're doing. You uh mm-hmm. come through, you know. So those are our segment titles. So we'll start first with the the your um what you're doing the the wyd mm-hmm. and that's and for us that's our um question of the week we're, we're going to ask our listeners again you can look at at these and participate in these polls on our twitter a link in the bio um also you can also look on instagram we all we'll have both those polls up but the question i want to ask and i really want to i really want to know with you jasmine but i'm gonna start with amari you first Oh, <laughs> how often do you watch porn? So here are the answers. Here are the answers. So you so you can stay in in the little area, stay in the little lane. <laughs> a never. We, we're gonna skip that one. Uh, B okay. once or twice a week. C three to five times a week. Or D every fucking day. What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> I know my so, answer. <laughs> hey, well, I do. I think I know your answer, but I I am in like I would say twice a week because i'm doing too much so i don't even have time but if i do have time <laughs> a whole week so i'll be like yeah i'm single i don't got nothing else to do i'm like go to sleep i got things to do <laughs> so it's either all or nothing with you <laughs> yeah it's like either exactly it's like either or all or nothing all right what, what about you jasmine okay that's a trick question because <laughs> because for work i every day right um, not only do, you know, we run our own production company, but we also do, we have a content management company where we, 
um, support other adult filmmakers in, in, in their content creation and distribution. Mm-hmm. So every day I am either <laughs> watching my own editing with King, um, posting it, marketing it, or I am watching one of my clients' content, seeing how it's selling, um, getting it out there, helping them edit it, those type of things, providing feedback and direction on it. So that's from a work perspective, but I get turned on by, you know, at work, like it's, mm-hmm. it's still, you know, I'm like, oh, wow, that looks good. Something that I might be able to do in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes me 15. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're like, you know oh, what? Shit, roll that back. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, you know, and it's, it's cool because I get to see like, you know, like if I like it or if it turns me on, like this is probably a really good highlight. Or something along the lines, or like, oh, this was really interesting and this was unique. I want to market this aspect of it. So that's the trick question for ev- the everyday part. Um, but like for my own personal, like I am seeking this out. I'm not getting paid to watch this. Right. <laughs> I'm probably like Romari too, where it's like, um, it's like maybe once once a week because that would mean that I'm alone in my bed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. So <laughs> then when does that happen? Right. right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Like schedule a nap. Yeah. Schedule a nap, close, lock the door, you know, all of that. Or like wait till everybody's like in a really good sleep because I woke up at five o'clock and everybody is still sleeping, like get to the edge, edge, edge of the bed. Mm-hmm. And then I can't even move. So it's not even worth it. So it's like, <laughs> yep. it's like once a week. Yeah. That's kind of the answer I I expected. I I I kind of thought about it. Like if I worked in a donut shop, I would you know, and I've smelled donuts every day. I wouldn't want to even touch a donut. You know what I mean? Like so, I, I get that. So the fact that you you still do it, whatever the whatever you have the need personally yeah. to do it, I, I like that. Yeah, but it also shows you like how she said that when she's watching it, when she's producing it and, and directing it, she kind of gets turned on. Like that is, it shows you how much she loves what she does because like you said, if you work at a donut shop and you're like, oh my God, I'm sick of this. You don't pr- particularly love the donut mm-hmm. shop, but right. she loves what she does. So she's like, mm-hmm, uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> and you know, it's like, like if it's a, a quality donut, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, like I don't want any of these except for, for you that. know, like this one that's, or, or maybe like you make it yourself in the back because you know exactly how, you know. So yeah, when I'm watching content and it's like produced really well and the quality is there and there's not like stuff all in the background and shaky cameras and stuff like that, <laughs> like I can get really drawn in. That's, so how about you, Jared? Let's oh, see. Yes. Oh man, I'm like mm-hmm. so it's it's basically every day, but <laughs> but but you're in a you you were told something last week exactly what was it? exactly. So last <laughs> week, last week I was told by Safia, um, which is giving me some some education on my particular issues with I don't really come during intercourse, okay. like it's it's really bad, and I'm not bragging because I, I want to come, <laughs> so. <laughs> So she told me, she asked me how, how often do I masturbate? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, like all the time. Like, a, it's like what is yeah, that I, I, not only am I watching porn, I'm pulling up like, you know, you know, pictures and visualizing <laughs> things. She, she was like, you, you're overstimulating yourself and you need to maybe yeah. just step back from it. And I'm not going to lie, this week has been hard. Literally. <laughs> literally been hard. Like I, like I, I was, I was this close this morning. <laughs> I was this close. But I held strong. I don't. I don't know how much longer. Um, I'm curious to know. I want to ask a question. I didn't have a chance. I haven't had a chance to hear that episode. Um, but I, I'd like to listen back to it. Was edging an option that was made available? Um, no, it it wasn't. If I have time when I'm masturbating, I definitely practice edging. Um, okay. Because okay. I just like the intensity of that orgasm. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm gonna mm-hmm. if I'm gonna rush, I need to just kind of get this out so I can get back to work. You know, bow. You know, like I'll do that, but <laughs> but I, I like but if I got some, yeah, if I got time, I'm definitely edging. But it's to the point now where I think I think the overstimulation thing is is probably pretty much on point because I'm like looking at I got to look find the right pictures that I want to I want to look at. I got to find the right video. So my mind is like doing all of this 
just to get an orgasm. So, of course, during intercourse, I'm just like, do more because I'm not. A, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I've been told that I think a little too much. <laughs> he does. <laughs> which, which is seg- the Taurus in him? Is the Taurus? It is the Taurus in me, and 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 you. But it does <laughs> it does segue into our second segment, you up, where we actually talk about. You know, self care. You know, me and Omar, we love self care, and we and we are each other's accountability partners about right. self care. So, I already know that Omari has done nothing for her, for herself for self care. Um, so I'm just gonna <laughs> skip over you. As it's been <gasps> horrible this week. See, I already horrible. knew. I already knew. I already knew. So, Jesus. so it's, instead of instead of Omari embarrassing herself and me embarrassing <laughs> myself, because. Cause I'm just talking he shit. He hasn't like, done it either. I'm talking shit, but I ain't doing it either. <laughs> we, we are not. We're horrible at this. Okay. But, but since we have a a a licensed um, psychotherapist that's here, maybe she can give us some tips on self care and and maybe sexual self care as well. Yeah. Wow. So that's a good one. You know, one of the things about self care, I think, is that that makes it a little bit challenging is we have to really acknowledge like the environment that we're in, right? So is our environment, and when I say environment, I mean like everything, our political environment, our physical mm-hmm. environment, our spiritual, all, all, all environments that we encompass or that we um, take up space in, is it really conducive to self-care? And it can be really easy to start beating yourself up right. over it, right? So like, I think when in the last segment where we talked about um, like how often do we masturbate, and so like for Amari and I, we're both kind of like, well, it would be great if, or if we watch porn and I'm equating that to with, you know, self-pleasure, Absolutely. it would be great if we could do it more often, but we don't have the environment to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, so if I said like, oh, well, a self-care tip is to like spend more time pleasuring yourself, but my environment is not conducive to that. I'm going to beat myself up every week. Like, dang, I said that I was going to masturbate three times a week. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. So I just take like a small bit of pause when we when we talk about self-care, because we could pull lists from Cosmo. We can listen to podcasts and and hear people explain like their routines. We can pull books, self-care books off the shelf. I have a million of them strewn around here, but they're just, you know, and they could be great ideas, but you really have to tweak it to what works for you. You know, um, and so for like me personally, I try to, to point myself and my clients towards intimacy, not sex. Mm. Oh, okay. okay? Um, and so like, and, and they'll say like, well, you know, intimacy, sex, like no, sex is one of the many things that encompasses intimacy. But like, so from a sexual self-care tip, how many times or the quality, so not always um, quantity, but the quality, right? How many times or how well have you been at practicing some form of intimacy? And then we talk about what forms of intimacy. It's calling up your homegirl and like having a like incredible conversation where you feel seen and you feel heard and you feel amped up and you feel, you know, your girl be like, I saw your pictures on IG, girl, you killing it. I'm like, me? <laughs> me? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Which one did you see? But did you see? <laughs> right? And that's not necessarily sexual, but it's intimate. And those compliments boost my confidence, make me feel good, right? Yeah. Um, or sitting with my partner and like last weekend, yeah, it was last weekend, um, our kids, the, they were at our oldest daughter's house and the little one was at my mom's house. So we're alone, but our environment, meaning the house was open, clear, you know, we could have done ev- everything everywhere. Right. But mm. emotionally and physically, we were exhausted. Yeah. It was like a really hard week to be Black in America. Oh, <laughs> so, my God. So yes. <laughs> pick a week. Um, <laughs> you know, physically taxing because we were running around three year old. I'm pregnant. And it's just like, oh, we don't have to get up every five seconds, you know? <laughs> It's like, shit, I'm tired, I'm tired, yeah. And we're sitting there, we maybe watch, um, we watch a movie and then we watch Saturday Night Live. And like, that was so, it was intimate. Intimate, And I really felt like I took care of my my sexual, so to speak, my intimate needs. Um, 
and I didn't feel a lack of, but now if I put that up to like a mag, an article, even like a parenting thing, oh, schedule time with your partner to have sex, right? Mm-hmm. If I put that up to like some basic self-care tips, I would feel like, oh, the kids weren't here. We had the house to ourselves and we didn't even have sex. Like, you know, I failed again. Yeah. And so I really, you know, I'm, I'm more or less, instead of sharing tips with you, asking your listeners and yourselves both to like reframe how you think about self-care. Are you really thinking about it from the context of what is available to you? Um, what you have the capacity for at this time and that you can't fail at self-care. You know, did you think about yourself enough to want to do something kind to yourself? For, that's that's a beautiful thing when somebody goes like, hey, I'm just checking on you. You know, how you doing? Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, thank you for thinking about me. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you just got to take that. Like, I think enough about myself that I want to do something kind. I want to do something sexy. Great. That's a start. But when we start beating ourselves up because we're not taking care of ourselves, um, that's not taking care of yourself. Anymore. Yeah. No, that's true. That's, that's true. No, I like it. No, I'm I you making me feel better because Good. I was putting myself up because I, you know, it's been a rough week, but like you said like you, I I do t- tend to have like a little bit of intimacy when it comes to like myself and like, you know, take long showers and like wash my hair and like cuz I don't wash my hair often like as people mm-hmm. should. So when I do wash my hair, I'm like, "Oh, like I take 3 hours." <laughs> <laughs> so that and I feel like that's that's interesting because I feel like that's my me time and I'm very yes. like my daughter it's like can I come I'm like no this is my me <laughs> stay away mm-hmm. oh that's beautiful I like that I like that because you know it focusing on the intimacy part for me it, it was the the greatest thing that you said like that, that example watching Saturday Night Live and just being there with your partner even though y'all know that y'all are fucking exhausted um <laughs> yeah it's just real. It's, it's real to a lot of parents who just like, oh, we got to try to get it in. It, 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 mm-hmm. it's, it's horrible. Your mind ain't in it. I don't know if I'm nope. still hard. I don't know. Yeah, you're, <laughs> like, like, oh, you're not God. really all that wet. You know, it's just like, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's you're like, oh, so I got to do this. Yeah. Jeez. You whipping yeah. over how far? Ugh. You know, like. <laughs> but you know what happened, Jared, that you said that? I'm thinking. I think so. Okay, so Saturday night on Saturday, so that was Saturday, and so what happened? Like we chilled hard Saturday. Like we we moved from like one end of the couch to the other to the middle. <laughs> like it was very it's like you minimal. moved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But because we rested our brains, we there was no pressure. We didn't even talk about it. We were just like you know, you want to watch show, you want to watch like supernatural. On either it was it had to be Sunday morning. On Sunday morning, we wind up having sex. Because mm. you were already realized, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were rested, and it was like you know, it was it was great. It was just like, like, oh yeah. <laughs> like, and oh, that yeah, tells that's you it. that tells you the connection that you guys have, where like, if anybody you know, it's married and have these uh, a partner, and if you're exhausted and your partner can see that, and they can just be there with you and not demand sex or like be like well we haven't had sex in a week like okay but i'm exhausted like have you seen all the things that i've been doing that you've been doing like let's relax Mm -hmm. let's chill so that i love the connection that you guys have because it shows you that you guys are connected not only physically but mentally and that's great i mean like i hope that i can find that one day you will you will you know you're doing right now yeah y'all some real ones i'm telling you I, I've almost given up on on relationships, but y'all y'all give yeah. me hope. Y'all give me yeah. hope, like you know. Yeah, so. don't give up. Oh, you know, maybe I'll put up. it to a side for a while. Just you know. we need give to up have on bad ones. Give we, up on bad ones. They, we exactly. We need to have your husband one, so like he one mm-hmm. day, so he can feel like, oh, I have a man in here. Can yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me, give me some tips. <laughs> yeah. or, or maybe I just need to give off on monogamy. Maybe maybe monogamy is not for me, but that's that's a whole different podcast and a whole yeah. different conversation. We did. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. that's what he was talking about last week. He's like, maybe I need to give up on monogamy. I'm like, I might be having to make give up too. Who knows? See, let's do this together. Let's do this together. I mean, we don't have to do it together. No, I mean, you no, know I get I mean. it. I get it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. going the journey together. I get it. I love that. I, love that. <laughs> I don't want you getting beat up. No, so Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we'll slide into, I like, like I did it. We'll slide into the uh, the next uh, segment. 
uh, come through. So, Jasmine, I'm, I'm so glad you're here because I got questions. Like, I obviously I watch a lot of porn, so um, obviously I uh, I'm an unofficial aficionado of, of the industry. <laughs> I like to say awesome. that. <laughs> so, thank you. We love having you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, we love your business. <laughs> yes. So I just I, I have so many questions. I know I know Amari probably has some too. But I guess the first thing um, I have is like probably the most general question that you've probably been asked several hundred times already. How did you actually just get into the business? Because you know you you have a whole background in something completely different, and then you was like. This, I like this or how did that happen? I just want to know how did that happen? Sure. So I, I had, um, I've never done anything on film prior to maybe, I guess 11 years ago now, um, 10 or yeah, 10 or 11 years ago. Um, but I had done some work in, in strip clubs here and there, nothing ever like full time, always sort of a side hustle. So sex work has sort of always been in the periphery. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always had like a straight and narrow. Oh, as well. And it was either because like to just make extra money, right? To hustle. And then also because it fulfilled this like exhibitionist for aspect for me. Um, it's nothing I ever felt like ashamed about or f- it always felt like, oh yeah, that's a good option. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh yeah, then it's like a two for one, of course. Um, but I never found it to be exact. Like I never thought that it could be sustainable. And I also had other interests. Like I like being a therapist. I like the the work that I have done in the past in social service and mental health. Um, so when King and I started working together, we were hosting these parties, these fantasy flight parties. And some of the things that kind of kept coming up were like, um, one, people would like to see us perform together at these parties where we would either be demonstrating um, particular toys or sex swings or just doing sort of like a like soft porn performance. Mm-hmm. And I liked, you know, the feeling of the eyes on us and like, oh, that's so passionate or like to see black people being, uh, you black know. Love. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, even before we loved each other, right? So like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, you're good at this. Um, and then some more of the conversations as we were traveling and touring were like, I don't watch porn because, and this is coming mainly from black women about the ages between 25 and 40, because I don't see myself represented. Like all I see that as soon as I go to a site is like, it's blasted with white blonde teens or supposed to be teens. Mm -hmm. And you know, that could be like an automatic turnoff. Honestly, when I was in the working world, I had to look at these white blonde women like running circles around me without the qualifications, the breadth of experience and knowledge. And, you know, like, uh, like I am I'm like remembering what that felt like where you're like, you're not qualified to be talking to me. Stop, you know, but mm-hmm. because of status, uh, you know, status here in this country, you always are having to either listen to their complaints, take care of their needs, and or make them think that your ideas are there so that you can get things done. And then at night you go home to relax that one time a week and you go onto a porn site and she's like, I'm here too. Right, right. I'm everywhere. We everywhere. I'm everywhere. <laughs> like, and so it could really be such a turnoff to even go like searching down the rabbit hole looking for black porn and of course like 11 years ago porn was not like it is now where you can like find Mm. you know unless you went to like a store to purchase um films that had like i don't know what they called it the uh, the x-rated yeah yeah but you know like that one like the the um the ebony Ebony, oh yeah yeah. (laughs) okay so and and women were not purchasing um not that women were not interested it's just that those environments are not set up for us we don't have access to them in the same way that men can get in and out of those kind of stores or purchase that kind of material so you know i'm like listening to it and i'm a hustler like i if i hear you tell me something you tell me that there's a need in an industry i'm gonna figure out a way to fill that niche or i'm gonna look for someone that i think can and then i'm gonna ask for a percentage of my <laughs> 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 businesswoman 
That's right. And so I'm listening to to this and, you know, King is sharing his experiences when he was in the porn industry a couple years prior and how it was like so laden with racism and um, how difficult it was for you to be able to produce the kind of content that you felt good about. And so, you know, long story short, we put our heads together. We filmed something um, that really wasn't intentional, intentionally filmed for porn. It was just like a great morning fuck. Like it literally is called morning fuck. <laughs> and um, uh, when our submissive was there and we told her to turn on the, the camera and film from her perspective, we didn't give much direction at all. Mm. And so here through the lens of a submissive who honors us in, in this other dynamic, mm-hmm. a woman between the ages of the demographic that I shared um, and sort of impromptu, what did her eye capture? And it was beautiful. Wow. And it wasn't just beautiful because I, I was in it and King was in it. It was beautiful because there was like a softness to it. Um, there, It was just filmed very natural. The angles that she that she took, I was like, yeah, like, that's what I want to see, you know? Yeah. Um, those are the angles. That's it. My face. Oh, you could see his face. Beautiful. Um, she got close. She got far away, medium shots. And this was just ha- what happens when you put the camera in the hands of people who do not feel represented. Mm-hmm. You yeah. get to see perspectives that are not like that blonde, <laughs> blonde, you know, just, uh, just started college, you know, in your face, very yeah. clinical, porn so after we saw that we were like okay this is really nice let's let's just post it let's see what happens and we did i talked to my family very vaguely that like i was <laughs> very vaguely i'm sure that was very a conversation vague. in itself it is you know that i was going to start putting some more um i was already doing like sexy pictures and pole dancing and things like that but i was going to start to put some things out there that were a little bit more racy and, you know, just like you have a heads up um, and we put it out there and it was received really, really well. And so from that, we went ahead and actually were intentional about producing a film and it won an award. And so we're like, OK, wow, like, <laughs> OK, with what we can what we know we want to produce naturally, what we know our sex looks like. Um, but we this time we want to make sure we have the lighting and, and all of those kind of particulars. We want to make it this long. We want to cover these activities. King is going to edit it properly. It was an award-winning film. Um, and then we went on for three consecutive years to win uh, at, at this particular um, fetish award convention. So we knew that Black people, Black couples, Black romance, kink, um, and fetishes that are not that are not labeling black people as fetishes, but black mm-hmm. people participating in fetishes okay. really has a niche. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's a, it's a long story of how I got into it, but it was those things unfolding that built my confidence um, in being able to do this work. And all the time while I'm doing this work, I'm doing the other stuff too. Right. I never, I never let my, la- my license lap. I never stopped providing clinical care. Um, And I never felt like I needed to because just because you start a new profession or another sideline, you don't forget, you know, your however many years of schooling and your trade. And I never lost that passion for that work either. So, yeah, I've been doing the two concurrently. See, that's why you're you're my sexual hero. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I was going to say I like the fact that it's because I think for me, sometimes it's hard to find porn because it's not. What I like woman gaze like I feel like it's mm-hmm. it's so hard to find woman you know woman gaze porn and it's yeah. like oh my god like come on you know and you're like over there googling and you're like oh my god and you're searching and you're like how much I gotta pay for this so it's I, I love the fact that you guys embody that like because you guys have that down pack <laughs> so I, I love it you know and I mean, it's great because women need porn, too. And I think that that's one thing that they, you know, people forget and the industry forget that women likes porn, too. We like sex, too, you know, and men men need 
different styles of porn also. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, like everybody, when I talk about porn, which apparently feels like a lot, but when I talk about porn, uh, one of the main things that, you know, someone would ask you is like, well, what what porn are you into? What are you into? What do you like to watch? Me, I'm 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 different. I don't necessarily have a a, a little genre or a section that I like. I like the 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 act the actors and actresses. Like if if I know that they're gonna pro- provide a performance, I don't matter what scenario they fucking in. Like I kn- I know that they're gonna put a give a performance where I'm I'm going to be um, stimulated. You know, audio and visual, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be able to stay and get off from that. And yeah, so, exactly. and so for me, that's what I'm looking for. So I'll, I'll, I may or may not, you know, create a profile where I just, you know, I just, you know, like Go directly different, there, different to different actors, and be like, oh, this is what I'm in the mood for today. You know, so I think that's beautiful because that's entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. Like we watch movies, like right. I watch Macbeth. Um, I've already seen whatever version of that in high school. I read the book, but because Denzel is mm-hmm. performing in it and there's going to, you know, and there were other black stars in this usually predominantly white portrayed play. I, I watched it and I've probably seen most of his films because whether it's going to be lighthearted or super serious or a cop, but like I, I like what he brings to the yeah. film. And I mean, there's lots of other actors and actresses I could say the same for. And I love that about porn right now is that you can actually follow the performer. Um, and when you follow the performer, you actually get to see what they they enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Because most of us now are in a position where we produce the or sign up for the work that we like to do. Right. And so you get to see us, you know, doing a range where before you would just see what the studio likes to produce. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's really cool. I like the way that you search for your So I do have a question and I guess like for the audience, because like I know when you are in the adult film industry, it is safe, you know, but for those who don't know, um, what is the difference when it comes to safety that has transpired from way back until now obviously when you started because you know that's <laughs> what is the difference uh, when it comes to like safety and porn so there's a um there's a lot of things that was like one of the first questions that i had actually i met king on a podcast um where we were talking about behind this like like um how porn stars have relationships outside of work oh, okay. uh, so one of the first questions I asked him is like, how do you not contract uh, STI? I was very specific. How do you <laughs> not contract AIDS and HIV? Like, that's what I really wanted to know. Because for me, that was my hang up with even casual dating, let alone like shooting with multiple people and all of that. And, um, and I was thinking, you know, I was super green at the time, like, okay, obviously these people are not like dropping like flies, right? <laughs> so what are they doing that's keeping them safe? And, you know, I, I learned and there's there's been a lot of movement in this since. Um, but like the testing, you know, it's it's incredibly um, like we are. This is our tool. Our sexual health is, yeah. you know, it's like equivalent to someone's degrees and certifications. Mm-hmm. right? Like you got to know it's there. Otherwise, you cannot practice right. safely. Um, and so right now, the way that we we have a centralized um, reporting system and, you know, majority of the industry uses this. So I, I will say like professionally shot porn uses this um, this format. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, there are still people like in any industry where they do things, you know, under the table mm-hmm. and back door and stuff like that. So I don't want to paint this beautiful picture um, and not be realistic, but majority of the industry that is producing professional porn, we go and get tested um, at these particular sites throughout the country, throughout the world, actually. And um, those sites have to report back to a central location where we can all see and verify our test results. Um, And studios can verify our test results. Now, there are some, um, you know, to to open this discussion up a little bit more about inclusivity, because many of us live with different STIs and STDs and still want to find ways to have like healthy sexual lives. And yeah. so 
I think that the world can sort of model some of what we do in the porn industry as well, is there are, um, you have the, you know, um, we have performers that work with performers that are known to have particular um, STIs or STDs. And so that is like fully disclosed. Mm -hmm. Testing still have to go through testing. And so let's just say, for example, I were to take that test and come up positive for something, I could disclose that information and say, this is what my my results are. I can shoot with someone else who has a sim, you know, the yeah. same okay. uh, infection or, or disease that I have. Or um, if there is, you know, I'm being sharing, I'm open and honest. If somebody is open to shooting with me with a particular type of protection mm -hmm. um, or is taking prep or something along those lines. So I, I love that our industry has not shunned people that are living um, and living very well and functionally and living healthy with the diseases and infections that really plague all of us. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. Being honest, transparent, and also having consensual, um, you not where it's like, you know, people are forging tests and things like right. that. So when we have this testing portal, um, now that being said, it's not 100% foolproof right. um, because let's say I test today and I sleep with my, my personal partner mm -hmm. tonight. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where my personal partner has been, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then I go to shoot the next day, right? right? So there's like this like window. So there's always a risk. And that's yeah. in our regular sexual health as well. Yeah. Nobody exactly. can do their test from three months ago. What have you been doing in the three months, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, so we also like uh, Royal Fetish Films always allows people to wear condoms if it makes them feel more comfortable. Um, we do ask our performers that once you test, that you chill. <laughs> you know? like, um, we ask that we have a... 24 to 48 hour turnaround on getting those results. So we try to test within that window where people are less at risk of having um, multiple partners during that time. Right. Um, so yeah, there's certain things that we do to help keep each other safe. And um, if someone comes up positive for a test, the industry will shut down production. So we are not legally allowed to shoot until they can trace it back to the performer and who the performer has worked in to sort of see if there's like a, a cohort. Okay. The rest of the world could actually use this for contact tracing with COVID. True. And, um, you know, so, so it allows, it keeps from the spread of, of disease and it hasn't always been this way. You know, there have been um, a lot of, you know, terrible and sad stories about how things have spread through the industry, but um, we actually are using the tools and technology. So that's cool. Other things are like that are non-health related. You'll see on a lot of sites, um, well, maybe you wouldn't because why would you be looking for this? But we see. <laughs> Where, I'm gonna who look. knows? I'll look. I, know. I, will, I will look. Well, if you, I think there might be fun, like a little, just a fun little thing, right? If both of you at some point in time signed up as if you were going to be like a cam model or you were going to be a, um, you were going to post a video on Pornhub, like just for the fun of it, just to just, see, you know, we're bored. You, what, what the experience is like, we have to give our legal names. We have to provide identification, proof of age, right? Because we don't want anyone that is under, under age, age entering right. in the industry, uh, which trips me out because the industry has all of these videos that teens suggest teens. yeah so weird um we have to you know verify the you know country that we live in so that we can be traced we have to put our tax id information right so this mm -hmm. is like we have to have structured businesses um to be able to be professional um entertainers um, all of those things like you, you know, W9s, 1099s, all that, like this, this whole pile of paper right here is all wow. my tax wow. stuff. So it is a business. I mean, it is a business. So it makes sense that it's traceable and that you have a tax ID. Do you have an LLC? LLC? I do have an LLC Ooh, and an escort. Okay, girl, <laughs> get it. I have an accountant and a business manager and a bookkeeping system as well. You see, yeah. it's a business. So, and and that's great because I think when it comes to 
a lot of people when they think about porn and porn stars, they're like, oh, you know, whatever. Like they're they're not prepared or they're this or they're that. But no, you guys are professional. This is your career. This is your job. This is your passion, and you take it serious and you do when it needs to be done to do it right. So I love That's that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I feel like one, I need I need to get some some business advice from you. Uh, <laughs> no, for real, yeah. Set up, like for we real. We need to set up a, a side a side interview just for business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But 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 two, now that you happen to mention that all the processes and what you need to do in order to you know to, you know let's say it was Pornhub and trying to be a porn. He's star. writing it. He's trying um, to be a porn star right now. I mean, I, I, you know, <laughs> I I I, I got to ask this question. So I got to ask this question. So. Penis size. I mean, so what is what what is the like require? Is there like a, requ- a requirement for a penis size? Do we have no. to be like this big, no. you know, no. yardstick no. type situation? <laughs> like that's yes. a misconception, right? Mm-hmm. Because just the same way, it's like skinny, young, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but no, like you know, like there's a, a small percentage of people that probably want to see that. Um, we have to remember that the porn industry is generally driven by older white straight men. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the marketing, the ideas of what's popular, the ideas of what we want to be popular are coming from a very small sector of they're like the global minority right. um, that are making these tropes about sex. And it's, you know, always, these um, black men in huge penises or just penis size in general that white straight men are obsessed about. Mm-hmm. Obsessed. And children. I said yeah, it. So <laughs> yes. It's like, why Why is there so many te- teens? Like, it makes no sense. God. It doesn't when it's adult entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. But when you sort of think about um, some... I okay. Let me just stop there because this is going to become another show. I'll stop there. It's going to be okay. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. I know me personally because you're right. Like you said, there's a lot of that teens type stuff, you know, and and they and they they're throwing it at you Mm -hmm. because I'm 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 an avid researcher. I will look at I will look at their performance name and I will go to Google to see how old they are because I need to feel better about this. Yeah. No, I feel you. No, I feel you. (laughs) I've. I've clicked on them and I'm like, oh shit, wait, are they really young? Hold on, because yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be, you know. Oh, I Google. I Google. Yeah, like, like, oh, like, I, 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 I know she's of age because I've seen her <laughs> in three other videos. Yeah, it's a legal site that you can find on a dot com, mm-hmm. and it will take your credit card. Like you know, it's a site that will take your credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, just by the nature of it having being allowed to take your credit card means that it has to be backed by. We have to fill out a federal form every time we shoot that has our proof of age okay. and, and proof of who we are and witness that we're there. So, you know, it is called the 2257, but it's like, just so that you don't have to take that time to go, you know, mm-hmm. searching for that verification. Just like, is this a site? Do they accept MasterCard visa? Okay, then there's probably verification here. Um, but if you're on some like back, like send me a cash app and I'll send you a video. Like, oh <laughs> definitely <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but to your point about size, there no, there isn't a requirement. The the penis sizes that often get the most marketing are you know huge and ginormous and when you think about it the reason why is because they don't really exist that much mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like most yeah. people don't really have these ginormous um penises yeah. and so that seems to be like a huge seller and then the other thing too is that i find because I, I like to watch black people mm-hmm. i find that they label any black man bbc big black yeah. dick, big mm-hmm. black yeah. cop whatever yeah and and i'm like no no He's straight, like he's good, but that's that's not bigger than average. Average size, it's an average penis size. Is, yeah. Yes, average size means five five to six inches here in in our our culture, our American culture. So, um, it's you gotta like pay attention to the marketing. Are they trying to sell you uh, this based off a stereotype, or is this person really 
packing a ginormous penis. Mm -hmm. But even people with small penises, I one of the things I love about porn is that you could explore different body types that you've never seen before. And how do they use them? I like watching small penis humiliation clips because as a dominatrix, there is like an obsession around <laughs> yeah, people being humiliated. I love to look at um, micro penises. I like to look at trans men um, that are... Um, that have different presentation of genitalia because as many experiences that I would love to have sexually, like I don't have access to all of these people. So I have to use, you know, like the use porn to sort of act out these fantasies and see different body types. And so I really implore people that are interested in the sex industry and who are thinking like, I'm not this or I'm not that there's there's space for you mm-hmm. i'm pregnant right now i make a lot of money pregnant oh yeah <laughs> but that is a fetish Pre- pregnant porn okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't see the i ain't seen the video or two yeah <laughs> i saw your i saw your post i saw your post you look good by the way thank you i appreciate it i believe i double tapped on it as well <laughs> oh, i went to twitter to watch the whole thing because i couldn't watch it on instagram so i was like wait yeah. hold on Twitter. (laughs) Part fetish and it's also part like women want to see what their bodies are going to look like. Men would like to know or partners would like to know how can I have sex with my pregnant partner? Mm -hmm. How can I still make them feel good about their body? What positions can we do? How can I get turned on? But, you know, so, um, yeah, older people, like I like watching older people. I do porn with my head wraps and my waist beads because I, I, this is, that's how I present. So, and other people have contacted me, like, it makes me feel so good. Like I don't have to go get a whole new weave to have, girl, Girl, don't do all that. So so I don't, so I, so I I can go on there with my, my, my slightly above average penis size in my, in my belly. Yeah. All right. All right. Let me. uh, I mean, that's the dad bod. That's what you know. That's what we're. That's what's out there. The dad bod. What are we talking about, girl? That's it. Yes. I'm about to side up tonight. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we get this thing popping. You know, because I'm I'm always looking for a side hustle. I'm he always is. looking for a side hustle. Yeah. So, um, I do want I do want to ask this. I know we I I, I know I want to kind of um you know get into the you know sex toys because quite frankly you know royal fetish. You know you you know y'all 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 have y'all your, your thing with the with the sex toys and I like I like the way you bring it i like the way y'all display it like it, it, it feels real classy mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not it's not dildos it's not it's it's insertables yeah yes. and it's and it's of uh, edging what, what is it edging bands edging bands first not of all rings, yeah no. i like the fact that it's called royal because it's, that's you are royal when like we in are. any point in any point <laughs> in any we are royalty so you only want royal things to be so you can pleasure yourself like what is i love it thank you thank you for picking up on all of those things it's been fun it's been fun designing um designing products we just launched this week also um a line of harnesses and your your members will love this because i definitely had all the parents in mind on this (laughs) Um, so it's a it's a three in one leather harness. So for people who enjoy wearing strap ons, but actually people is sort of like it for fashion, also just to show that they're a little like edgy, they'll wear it on the outside of their jeans. But one of the things um, as a pro dom that I experience is like different like micro penis to mega penis, right? Mm-hmm. You need um, different styles of of harnesses for the you know the tool that you're going to use. Or there are some of my clients that I don't mind being nude and having my harness on. Other clients, oh no, you have to pay for this layer of clothes to get. <laughs> so, that go on top of my my clothing. Um, and and so one of the things I was like, oh, you know, you wind up with like at the end of your or like midway through your career with like a bucket of all of this like cheap shit that you've collected over time. So yeah. how do we create? And the same thing with our insertables. How do you create a quality toy that lasts over the span of your career that can address different body styles, different bodies, um, uh, different body styles, the sizes, 
And so with this particular harness, we have one of them that you can go to the bathroom while you're wearing it. And as a mom, like that is the most important. (laughs) Yes. I love it. It's like access to the bathroom. So it's mom dom. We call it mom dom friendly. Um, You know, and there's lots of people who have bladder issues, but specifically like with mom. Yeah, we we need to go. We have to go. (laughs) Like before this podcast, I was like, "Um, if I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you got to go. So, um, yes, the insertables, they're body safe. They're also hand poured. So um, same thing with the harnesses, they're handcrafted. And I, you know, I don't think anything is wrong with that. I like my porn to be paced nicely mm-hmm. and for it to be curated. Mm-hmm. And we feel the same way about all of our products is um, that they're curated, that they're unique. So every single one that's poured is going to be slightly different from someone else's. And, um, and then calling them things that are a little bit. I like to think it's like a little bit more mature, a little bit more refined. Mm-hmm. I like that. Actually yeah. winds up making it more inclusive um, for people instead of like a strap-on, it's a harness, mm-hmm. um, layers of lust, that's what we're calling that one. Mm-hmm. Um, edging bands, like I don't know a lot of black people that use the word cock. No. Mm-hmm. Nobody. I was with this guy, he was like, oh, I'll go to cock ring. I was like, what the f- I was like, first of all, I'm yeah. dating the wrong person. Why right. are you calling it a cock? What is wrong but, with you? But there is no, you know, there hasn't been another word for it, you know? So, and I mean, some people may not like the edging band word, and that's okay. We're just giving people options, mm-hmm. you know, um, and also other ways to use it because I use it for soft restraints around the around the wrist, around oh, the leg. Hold on. Um, also, the larger ones go in the mouth as a, um, what do you call it? Like a gag. So how to be creative and like, you know, a toy that you, you get tired of using it one way. Mm-hmm. So it's like you get your money for it. Now, 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 now break down edging bands for our audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because some yeah. people, some people, they, they you know, they, they're trying to get into their fetishes here. That's why they listen to this podcast. <laughs> I, I want them to be, want to be familiar <laughs> with the concepts and what, what we're exactly t- talking about. I'm looking around for one and I, I'm like, oh gosh, I must have been playing with it because it's not on my back. <laughs> <laughs> They're accessible. <laughs> oh, they are. Um, so what it is, it's a silicone band. It's a, a, a circle, circular band. They come in three different sizes. And the way that they're commonly used is around the penis. Um, sometimes people like to put them only around the shafts of the penis. Others like to put it with the penis and the balls. Um, and the scrotum included. And what makes it feel good is it gives a different sensation because it holds the circulation. So it holds more blood in that mm-hmm. area. Most times your partner will stay harder, longer. longer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and more intense. So it's a really nice tool for people who are experiencing um, forms of erectile dysfunction or just want a different sensation. You know, yeah. like for you, Jared, like, how we're talking about being overstimulated in other areas, maybe it would be cool for you to use stimulation, different stimulation mm-hmm. that is specific to, you know, you getting these sensations with your partner. Um, so that's one of the ways that it's used. Um, two, I, again, I'm a dominatrix. So some of the things that I do are very sadistic. I'm having that edging band on and having a partner or client that's very erect and full, taking it and snapping it. So creating impact. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a rubber band. So I don't know. Like a rubber band, know. you know. So I don't I... know if I'm ready for this pain yet. I don't know. I'm <laughs> so I have trying a... to get my mind right. Yeah, he's like, I need, I need to. Pray. So I have a statement and then I have a question. So my statement is, I so I when I was talking about you like on my on mom so expert and I was like telling so I told my mom everything it's kind of like a problem but I was telling her about you and I was like oh my god you know and I was showing her your Instagram because you know and she's like what is that and I told her she's (laughs) like is that a dildo and I was like excuse me that is not a dildo and I was so when I explained it to her I was like it's an insertable and she was like oh I like that name she you know mom approved because she in her mind she's like when you talk about it you know and you say dildo it's like ugh that's like yeah. it's like ugh, like you don't want to but when you say an insertable you're like well i want to insert something yeah. so i like that and and she was like i approve uh, that i approve that so i just wanted to give you props because mom approved thank you. Thank <laughs> but you. my no, question oh uh, yeah but my question is 
so you've said that you're a dominatrix. So for those who don't know, because, you know, it's a new podcast, so maybe they don't know. What is a dom? What is a femdom? What, what is this? So a femdom or a dominatrix or a dom is, um, and I'm a pro-dom, so I do this work professionally, but you don't have to. You could do it just, you know, personally in your bedroom. It's someone who is really leading the sexual activities with another person. And from the perspective of leading is that they are the ones controlling the activities. Um, it's not always painful. Uh, I, you know, have a range. Sometimes it is just taking control, a high leadership position where I am instructing the person what I would like them to do. Um, I am instructing the activities that they're going to participate in. Sometimes I'm instructing what they're going to eat all week long before seeing me. Um, mm. So it does also extend beyond the bedroom. I like that. Where <laughs> domination is not abuse, is that it's consensual. So the other person that would participate in this would be called the submissive. So this is the person receiving instruction and direction, um, but they have to consent. And so we sort of negotiate. These are the things that I would like to do to you. And that person says, these are the things that I would like to have done to me. Okay. Um, and then we agree on what those terms are. And we consider that to be play. So it's adult play. Ooh, that's uh, sweet. Now, yes, the more extreme or yeah i guess extreme version would be the pain so when we think about whips and chains and um fire play and wax play um or orgasm denial or orgasm control or things of that that nature that's also dominatrix work um and it can be a lot of fun I say, if you're interested, you like, if you're listening to this and you're like, Ooh, I think I'm a domination. <laughs> um, you probably are. Probably Start are. off on the sensual end. And so I say before touching anyone, just see how you can dominate with just your, just your mouth, just your words. And um, if it's something that you're really interested in doing, build your tools and your knowledge base, because we train for years on how to provide pain in a pleasurable way. Mm. That's very I, yeah, I, I, you had me with the with the orgasm denial. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I've I've done that a time or two where you they, you know you know you know what's happening if I get close. Nope, 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 no, no, horrible. That's not consensual. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but they ask for more, so I think it's kind of cons- consensual-ish. Oh my! Uh, you know, yeah, but that could be discussed. I mean, just really asking. Yeah, you, you just know, really asking. How do you feel about edge play? How do you feel about orgasm um, denial or um, sensory play? So, for your and next then, adventure, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna ask okay. if they're consensual. You're gonna get your edging band, and then okay. you're gonna report back to the podcast. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have to get this edging band. Although, well, first of all, I gotta get this this whole no orgasm thing under control first, and then I, I guess I gotta go from there. But uh, yeah, it sounds like a plan. Uh, I do want to ask this. I, I know we I know we're running short on time, but I, I want to kind of ask this question um, for again talking to people who who may not be as as knowledgeable and skilled of you know when it, or comfortable when it comes to the sex toys in general um tell me like the benefits from your experience in 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 having sex toys involved in sexual relationships whether it's a long-term relationship like mm-hmm. that, that you might have with your husband or maybe like i don't know maybe you, you know you hook it up and you just show up and, and pull something out and be like hey can we use this too while we while we fucking mm-hmm Yes, um, I'm definitely the, uh, I am, I have them all the time. I, I enjoy them a lot. I think that they're great compliments to sex. Um, you know, the benefit is one, there, there's a couple benefits and I'll just share personally for, for me. I know exactly how I like to use my toys, right? So, um, and, or how I like them used on me. So regardless of what our our chemistry, maybe our physical chemistry, so especially if it's a new partner where I don't know, like if you're going to hit that spot or this spot or <laughs> um, or maybe, you know, the the older I got and the more realistic I became about sex is that like, oh, everybody doesn't come together at the same time in this harmonious, oh, you know? <laughs> oh that's only in the movies, that's right? Only, yeah. only in the fucking movies, right? <laughs> 
I feel like the, the more I became realistic about that, I realized that having a, a sex toy for me and or my partner takes that pressure off for them to like, oh, you came too soon or you haven't come yet or I'm ready to come and you're not like, oh, it's mm-hmm. like, oh we can both come when we're ready. Um, so that's one. Two, there, I mean, there are so many ways to have sex. And like, if you let porn tell it, like you know you could hang from the ceiling you could do it outside you could could do so many things but in real life you know self-included I'm I'm pretty much like if I'm not shooting and and obviously with COVID we're not like traveling and having all of these crazy experiences with like different different people different places we have to find variety in our bedroom Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's like I'm not redecorating that shit every week. So we like, <laughs> every time you just feel spicy, yep. No, no. <laughs> but I can turn my vibrator from a two to a five, you know, <laughs> or, <laughs> exactly. right, or put it somewhere different than we put it before, um, or introduce, you know, that that type of thing. So I think it, I know it adds variety where in realistic situations you don't have that many different ways to explore sexually I think it's a huge benefit also for people with different abilities and we have you know as much as as I don't really like to have conversations about sex without talking about majority of the people in this country live with chronic pain Mm -hmm. um a comorbid you know multiple um comorbidities uh chronic illness and disabilities and so having tools that support your, you know, support you in being able to orgasm or being able to allow you to help your partner orgasm is really encouraging. Um, so I love normalizing it. Uh, at this point in time in my life, I am privileged not to have a physical um, disability. But even that being said, I get tired, right? Mm-hmm. Like we talked about earlier. And I'm not equating that to a disability, but it really does something for me when I know that if I could turn this toy on and put it on my partner, he's going to feel amazing pleasure mm-hmm. and I can sort of reserve my tank. And so when I think about that for someone who who is not privileged to say that and maybe doesn't have the same use of their limbs or the same use of their energy level or what have you, I think it's really empowering to be like, I have this tool that can still turn you on and I'm... I'm either providing providing it, it. Mm -hmm. yeah, or like I'm encouraging the use of it. I also love it for mutual masturbation. I think it's super, super hot when you and your partner are turning yourselves on in each other's presence Um, because, again, that takes away that pressure, Mm -hmm. but it it also opens up the window of like you watching me be intimate with myself. Like that's such a turn off. I I agree. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Like I think... When you find that, like, again, when you find somebody that you're able to masturbate in front of and the other <sighs> person's, like, turned on by it, you're like, that's it. You're you're it. Let's get married. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. We're, we live together now. Because, yeah, yeah, I feel like I, listen, I was dating this guy one time and I was like, can I? And he was like, you're yelling too much. I was like, pero es que I'm trying. Like, this is, you know, this is exciting. And I was like, we're done. <laughs> We are done. <laughs> and I think it's a whole thing. No, and I also think when it comes to like m- masturbating, like you can see what the other person's turned on by. Like I like because you can ask, right? You can obviously ask, but seeing it and like seeing that them themselves do it. I'm like, damn, OK, I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. next time. And it's great. I, I don't know. I'm just saying but i do have a question before we let you go what has been the most exciting shoot that you've ever had when it comes to (laughs) your work like what has been the most exciting i just i'm interested because i've been seeing photos the other i saw a photo the other day i'm like girl let's go so i just want to know what's the most exciting so the most exciting um no shade to any of the others (laughs) (laughs) no shade at all no shade um you all hold a special place in my heart the most exciting was last year um, in Las Vegas. I shot with um, King Noir, Dylan Diaz, and Jake Waters. And it was exciting for multiple different reasons. I 
um, have not been super comfortable with multiple men in a sexual space for all the reasons I'm sure everybody can list. Um, So um, to be in this space with the controlled environment with three amazing men, um, it was already in itself was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing something different. Um, and then the second part of it was that King and I were double doming a couple. So the, the, um, Jake and Dylan are a real life couple. Oh. So yeah, so their chemistry, their first time ever doing a BDSM scene as a couple being dominated by a couple that was hot. Um, I got to use them as fuck furniture. So they were like a bed for me. They were a swing and they were swinging Ooh. me into King. <laughs> okay. So it was so hot. And then like my, one of my favorite genres of porn is um, gay, gay porn. Mm-hmm. And so them as a couple getting to see them have sex like live. And they were turned on because how we had turned them on, it was like, it was everything. So um, that night after we shot, it, the, everyone was super professional. The scene came out great. And, but that night I watched the BTS on the phone. I was like, I was like this at night. I was like, it was so good. It was so good. It, it was um, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite shoots like live shoots and then it, it produced a really beautiful scene too and we got a lot of um a lot of love for it because it's rare that you see a straight couple and a gay couple in the same scene mm-hmm. um where everybody's just like upholding their own personal boundaries yeah uh and but at the same time having like super super pleasurable sex so it was great that's yeah. awesome wow. I'm inspired right now. First of all, where do I sign up? How do I do this? I'm telling you. Did you make your profile? I'm about to, I'm about to do some push-ups. I'm about, I'm about to I'm about to try to go go to uh to to roll fetish and, and submit a no uh, your uh, dad a cast of myself. Yes, your dad well, bought that. Dad, but, well, I, well, I'm also thinking ahead too. I'm also thinking. Let me let me go ahead to roll fetish and submit a a, a mold of myself. Okay, about, about, I love it. <laughs> So you know, we, you can have that. You can, you can have that for that. So I'm trying to I'm trying to make money in multiple ways. Yeah, but I like it. Anyway, Jasmine, we could probably talk to you for like another hour and a half. Yes. I know that you you are extremely busy. So can you tell everybody where they can find you at and where they can find everything there is about jet setting Jasmine. Just to make it nice and easy, you can just go to jetsettingjasmine.com. Everything is there. You can find me there. You can find King there. Our toys. Our Thoughts, our articles, press, all of that stuff, our XXX sites, all of it. Um, You can also find us on centerfold.com. We are both Playboy Centerfold, um, not safe for work creators. So you can (laughs) see our stuff on that new platform. It's really cool. And then on all the socials, I'm at Jet Set Jasmine. I love it. Miss Centerfold. Yes, I'm 41 that. and pregnant. Yes. What? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm there talking about. There is no stopping see, you. That's it. And see, I, I I'm I'm 41 too, so I'm sitting there like, man, like I gotta get myself together. Just, do it. just, <laughs> like, do it. just wake up and do what you want. And then you yeah. know the rest will figure itself out. But it's great because right. there's no age. You keep going. Yeah. You keep going. Doing your thing. Yeah. You, you're gonna you're gonna be my uh my my um, porn coach. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Thank Jasmine, you both so much for Thank you so much. Yes, yeah, thank, thank you for you. coming. It's been a real treat. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Parents After Midnight. You can always keep in touch with me and Jared at Parents After Midnight, all for either Twitter, IG, or TikTok. Or you can always simply email us at parentsaftermidnight at gmail.com.